Welcome to the latest episode of Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, Mark, that's me, and Chris, we're doing a Jeremy Smith interview, but at the end of the interview, we kind of talked about getting older in the hardcore scene and aging in hardcore. So we decided to make that the episode rather than the interview with Jeremy. Um, so check it out. It was pretty cool. It's a... Uh, it's a cool topic, and uh, enjoy it. And the rest of the interview will be published at some point, but we like this little piece that we put together. So enjoy this. See you in the next one. Peace. And we got to do a lot. I mean, a lot. That band did a lot. <laughs> yeah. We played, you know, I went back, I went back a couple of years ago and I looked at how many shows we played a year. And it was close to a hundred, you know, close to if not over a hundred, you know, two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, um, and then two thousand eight uh, was not quite a hundred, but it was it was it was quite a lot. Like we did a lot in a short period of time, and I kind of wish we had found a way to keep it going. Um, because you, you know you look at what we all did after that and it's like yeah it's okay but like it's not as good as dead hearts like it's just not it's it, there's something missing and it's that it's not you know even when we did what well i mean old ghost is still going and it's still three members of dead hearts when old ghost started and it was three members of dead hearts and i was in the band yeah it was good but it wasn't as good y you know what i mean it's just, so you 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 say that? Do you think that tuning is not as good as Dead Hearts? Hmm. It's different because I'm not playing guitar in that band. I sing in tuning, and okay. like, so it's like my role is different. So I don't know. Nah, tuning probably isn't as good as Dead Hearts. <laughs> remember okay. it down you know because like you know it, it's just tuning is a good band old ghost is a good band you know all this stuff is good um it's just tuning because of mitigating factors our age how much we can commit to the band we're never gonna fire on full cylinders mm -hmm. i think the same thing for old ghost as well they're never going to be able to fire on all cylinders. They're, you, you know what I mean? Because there's just, they're a good band. I think tuning is a good band, but it's, it's when we were in dead hearts, the focus was dead hearts. Yeah. Now, you know, and the reason why dead hearts broke up, I think is because Derek could no longer focus on it was was you know he had a relationship and that's awesome and like you know he was at odds because his focus could no longer be a hundred percent dead hearts and he he had to navigate those waters and I think he did a good job and did it for as long as he could but then it's like okay I need to focus on my relationship I need to focus on other things and so you know I think he quit the band because he recognized that the band could no longer fire you know on all cylinders. And 
neither bands that either of us are involved with anymore can fire a hundred percent. We can't go out there and do it. There's just, we're adults now. Like we can't, <laughs> I mean, we were adults then too, but you know, you're not going to go out a hundred days a year and play. Like it's just not going to so, happen. Right. So that leads me to another question, uh, which maybe is just a conversation starter, but wait, before you go there, Chris, I just want to make a quick yeah. comment. It's cool that like Dead Hearts is your, you know, you said everything, Dead Hearts is better than most things. It's cool that you did that in your 30s and not when you were like 17 years old, which just an observation because like in a lot of people, they peak at 17. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least you peak as an adult. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. And, and not only that, it's, it's like a natural trajectory. Like yeah. you look at like where my bands went, like, you know, I, I, I gave my all to bands from the time I was 18 until I was 34. Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. was the main driving force in my life. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And like, you know, w when you have that kind of focus, it's, it, you know, and that kind of, you know, interest when that is your interest and that's what you're going to do, it, you know, it, it, it was almost an all or nothing thing. So you can see the, you know this this the steps of the stairs and you know as soon as i you know as soon as you can't as soon as you can't commit as soon as it's not a do or die thing it, it's it suffers it suffers i mean it just it just it is what it is it has to be uh, in order for a, unless you have and just a massive resource of talent if you can't commit your time to a band, like it's just, it's not going to get to where you want it to be. Like you have mm -hmm. to put in the work, you have to put in the time. And, you know, just because of mitigating factors with my current band, I, we, yeah, we write songs, we play shows and it's good per se. And I like what we're doing and I really can't wait to do this LP. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I have three kids, they live with me. You know, they're with me 70% of the time. They live at my house. Like I can't, you know, they, they are children. Like I need to be involved in what they're doing. So I can't, you know, yeah, certainly I can go play a weekend of shows. Certainly I can do a week of shows, but I can't do a hundred shows a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I can't even do 30, <laughs> you know? So the focus isn't there and you, you get drive and momentum out into the ether when you're just out there doing it. And that's something that like, you know, is just not possible. It's just not possible at this, in this stage, you know, and you look at current bands, like you look at bands that are popular now, like the bands that are like big now, a lot of them put in the work five, six years ago. And now they just play the festivals or do a West coast weekend do a East coast weekend. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to do the work anymore, but are those bands going to stay good? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. are those bands going to stay good now that they're not, you know, they're not putting in the work. They're not, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think, I think that's something. Yeah. They can write a record. They can do a record. They can go tour Europe, you know, for two weeks or three weeks or whatever. But if you're not out there and you're not out there doing the work, this, whatever you're putting out into the world 
it's just not going to have the dividends anymore. It's just not. And you're not going to have the creative spark anymore. Oh, because, you know, we get together every couple of months and this is what we do, you know. But no, you got to be, you got to be, you got to be in the trenches with, with, with your, uh, you know, with your guys working on it. So what does that, what does that hold for Tuning's future? Saying that. Uh, you know, who knows? Because it's like, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm turning, you know, Mark just turned 50. I'm turning 50 in, in two months, you know, and I honestly don't want to be doing this into my fifties. <laughs> like I just you don't, I don't now, want to, then. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, it's, you know, I, I want to record this record. I, I, you know, it was like, I mean, you guys heard the pre-production demos. <laughs> the songs are great. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, fuck, you know, I, 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 I'm, I was, I was, when I, when I was writing those songs and when Matt was writing those songs, like we were really in the pocket and I think we wrote a really great record and I wrote a song in the fall and I wrote it and I was like, cause I was like, okay, this, this record needs one more song. And I wrote it and I said, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, I, I don't think I can write any more songs like this <laughs> like like i don't think i can write any more hardcore songs that are fast and melodic that sound fresh it's just going to end up sounding like something i've already done and i want those songs to get out there i want to you know go out and play those songs in front of people and i want people to hear the record but like i don't want to drag it out you know like i don't want to drag it out anymore like i'm getting i'm getting older and I love hardcore, you know, and I, I think it's awesome, but I don't want to stand in a room with a bunch of teenagers. I, I, I just don't, I just don't want to, I want to hang out with like people who, you know, are like-minded and it seems age appropriate and hanging out with kids who are 30 years younger than me. I'm the fucking enemy. I shouldn't be hanging out with them. They're, I'm the guy who they need to fucking hate. And that's, that's all good and well, you know what I mean? Like I'm their boss at work. I'm their fucking dad. I'm their grandpa. I'm the guy, you know, I don't, I don't need to be front and center anymore. You know, I'm still going to go, <laughs> you know, it could be the, it could be the cool uncle though. I, you know, there's, 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 there's there's no such thing as a cool uncle. There's only such thing as a creepy uncle. And you guys both know that. <laughs> Fair enough. You, but you were just talking about your cool uncle who got you into this music. So right there, that's not even Yeah, but those guys were like those guys were like 24, dude. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like I already said, they were like 10, they were 10 years older than me, 12 years older than me. Like they weren't they weren't 30 years older than me. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, so I mean, maybe I'm going off on a tangent a little bit here, and you know, that's um, cool. But you know, it's it's there's a reason why. I mean, this sounds stupid, but there's a reason why Henry Rollins and Ian McKay both pivoted away from playing in bands. And I think that reason is is that you know, at some point, youth escapes you. Youth it goes away. Like you're no longer youthful and you know, you can prolong that. You can extend your adolescence, you know, for a long time. Look at all these hair metal guys that are still around playing the fucking, you know, the, 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 the fucking state fair. You know what I mean? 
Like those guys extended their adolescence. They don't even know how to function aside from being in their shitty glam rock band that was popular, you know, 35 years ago, right? But they're playing to their fans from that time, though. They're not playing to young people. They're playing to old people. Yeah, I don't want to play to old people. (laughs) I don't want to play to guys my age. (laughs) Like, you you know what I mean? Like, hardcore isn't about guys in their 50s. You know, hardcore is not about guys in their 40s. Hardcore is not about guys in their 30s. Hardcore is about people in their teens and their 20s. It's about youth. It's about trying to learn how to navigate the waters and feel a sense of community that you can't feel elsewhere. As you become an adult, you figure out ways to feel that sense of community, to cope. Maybe some therapy. Therapy's good. Maybe, you know, maybe you have a family and, you, you know, that's, that's what's giving you that support you need. You no longer need to be in a sweaty basement with a bunch of fucking kids you know, singing about how hard you are or whatever, you know. I would argue, like, I that, that's all great and idealistic, but I would argue that no one figures it out from hardcore. Hardcore is just a place to be, I guess, while you figure it out outside of hardcore, maybe? I don't know. If hardcore isn't helping you, if hardcore and strange aren't helping you figure out the stepping stones and the building blocks to make your life better as an adult, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be involved. Because it's there. I I I agree with that. I agree. But that being said, though, I feel like no one learns these lessons. No one's ever. No, but it's not even. It's not even about learning the lessons. It's about getting the foundations to learn those lessons. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's it's there to help you when you are young. Yeah. And the world is fucking with you so bad, and it teaches you how to deal, and it teaches you how to fuck back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know. I get embarrassed for some guys that are my age or a little older, the way they conduct themselves. It's like, dude, did you learn nothing? You've been going to these shows for 40 fucking years and you haven't learned anything? Like, there are lessons to be learned. Well, that's because those people haven't used that foundation for that next step. They're just thinking that they can learn everything from hardcore, not understanding that there is only so much, that it is a foundation and you know, the door to the staircase to a better life. They think it is the better life, and that's that can be the problem. Yeah, and, and, you know, I don't I don't fault anybody who stays involved in hardcore. I don't, I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, like, you know, there are lessons to be learned, and, you know, that's the whole purpose of this. And I think, you know, I, every, back up, every, Everything that I have been successful with in my career is because of lessons I learned from hardcore, things that I did through hardcore, um, how to communicate with people, how to organize things, tours, whatever, whatever that is, um, how to make things happen from nothing. That's all stuff I learned because of my involvement in the hardcore scene. And that is what helped me have a successful career. And I look at, I don't need those lessons anymore. I've learned them. So now hardcore is just entertainment. And that's not what I got into hardcore for. So I have a hard time thinking I should just be the entertainment for somebody. And that's why I don't want to be in a band past 50. Because it's not that 
people might take something that I have to say and, and it might help them or whatever. But for me, at this point, I've learned those lessons. I've utilized them. I've become not an actualized person, but I've become the person I am because of mainly because of straight edge, but also because of hardcore. And at this point, a lot of music is just entertainment to me, which is what has allowed me to listen to other types of music besides hardcore, like goth and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, I can take it for what it is instead of having all this baggage of like what it means. You know what I mean? Because hardcore has so much meaning wrapped up to it that once once that once that meaning is is taken to heart, once you learn those lessons, they're there. You don't need to relearn them. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Ideally, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like I feel like hardcore today is not the hardcore you grew up on at all. I feel it's a different thing. It's it's. I would I would even add that I think that some of your feelings may be coming from that you're in a younger scene. Like here, like here in New York City, there is more of a community aspect because you have multiple generations and generations are what make an actual community. Like you can go to a show and there are 17 year olds and there's dudes in their 50s. Oh, that and, and it's not too. it's not like a weird no, but I mean like a lot. Yeah. You know, like it and like I know like in Buffalo there's a half dozen people hitting 50 or 50 that are going to shows here. You can have a show with 50 year olds, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, and I understand that New York city is an anomaly, but I, I get what you're saying. But I, I think that, like I said, I think multi-generational is actually what makes the community. And I understand about you feeling that you've learned all the lessons that hardcore has to give, but that doesn't mean in some capacity you don't have lessons to teach and i understand that and that's 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 part of the motivation as to why you know i i i still do tuning and again i said i still want to be there but like i'm not nobody wants to have some old guy yelling at them about some bullshit you know what I mean? Nobody want nobody wants that. Nobody want I didn't want that when I was a kid. Did you want did you want that? Yeah, no. No, no you don't want some old guy telling you how it's going to be and how it's going to be. Like it's just you know it, it's you you want your friends to have that discussion. You want mm -hmm. people your age to have that discussion, your peers. So I, I just don't feel like it's my place to comment or present some of those ideas anymore. And mm. um I still I mean, I still like being in tuning. That's not what I'm saying. We're having like a bigger discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in my pants. Um, I just, you know, I, again, I feel that it's got to be young people who move it forward. So if I'm not a young person, am I just sticking the buoy in the middle of the bay and sitting there taking up space? I would I would say no, because yes, it is the youth that pushes it forward because it's hardcore, and hardcore is a youth movement. But that doesn't mean that the older generation, and it, and it happens here, can't steer that ship to avoid the pitfalls that our generation got caught up in. Mm. See, I don't you know, think... And, and here, you have the older generation 
telling the middle generation who then pass it on to the younger generation. Like that, that's community. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess uh, I don't feel like I'm in a leadership role to do that kind of stuff, even with tuning, like nobody gives shit, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you're also, you're, you're, uh, you're a transplant. Yeah. I'm a transplant. Like, if never, this was Buffalo, yeah. it would be something different. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, in Buffalo, I don't think anybody would care either. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's time to move out of the way is, is what I, what I think sometimes it's like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time to move out of the way. It's time to like w- let other people occupy the space that I'm holding. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, fuck you. I love doing this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So like we're, we're here having this conversation, but you know, it's, it's one of those things like hardcore. I love it. And at the same time, I really wish that it was not like it was when I was a kid, but I wish it was a little different because it's like, I don't understand how there can be so many fucking bands with the same five guys. (laughs) Like that's everywhere. There's like so many bands. It's like, okay, why is that just not your band? Like, why are you writing all these different songs? Why does this band got to be this? This band's got to be this. It's the same guys. And they're all doing all these different bands. It's like, that could be one band. You say those songs for the next record. (laughs) I hear that. Like, you could save those songs for the next record, and your next record could be that style, if that's what you want to do. You could do a a record, like a Husker Du record. You look at a Husker Du record, you know, by the time they get to Zen Arcade, there's a ton of different types of songs on that record. Now... Those same four guys or those same three guys would do three different bands. Like here's our hardcore yeah. band, here's our here's our indie band, and here's our here's our melodic jingle jangly band. And, and none of those bands will last more than three years. <laughs> yeah, it's like come just do a band. Like just and you know I complained about that a lot when I was younger too because and I did it as well. But it's like I I saw a post. One of my friends made a post and it was like oh, it's the fourth of the year and there's already 35 new demos out. And I'm like, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> like, 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 there's just, I can't keep up. And like... Well, it's like I was saying the other day to like in our text thread about how like, God bless Enterprise, but I don't have time for all that shit. Yeah. Because he's I, posting like every week, like these are the 10 new demo releases and this is this. And I'm like, I don't have, I don't even have time to like follow his link. Like, God yeah. bless, but I don't, ha- I don't have time for that. I mean, I have time for music. I make time for music. I, I, make I have sure time for that, music, but, but like that deep dive, like those days are past. I, I don't, I don't, I can't keep up. Like it's like, yeah. it's a fucking, it's a fire hose. It's a fucking yeah. fire hose. And it's like only so much water can get in my mouth. Like but my then body. don't keep up. Like I, like, I, like with in our group chat, like Chris, Alex, Derek, you guys come out all these records you bought. Like, I don't buy any records. Like, <laughs> I go to shows and I see bands. That's enough for me. I listen to some bands. I don't I don't care to buy records or anything. Like, I enjoy doing this podcast, but like I don't need to buy any records. Like, I listen to records I'm, on freaking streaming. I don't need to do it. I don't need to keep with anything. Yeah. I need to go to a show a show like once a month and I'm chasing the dragon. Like I'm chasing the dragon. I'm trying I'm not to get trying that. To, I, but I've never been that person. Like I've never like I've always. I'm always yeah, Mark, Marcus, I'm chasing Marcus, the dragon. Mark has never been that person. 
No, <laughs> never. He's, he's also not, you know, although he's a photographer and has taken photos, you know, of like every band ever, he's not really an archivist either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or an archaeologist when it comes to hardcore. Like, you know. Yeah. I, I remember I remember back in the day, we're going back almost 30 years ago, yeah. and I would say to Mark, oh, how do you not like this band? How do you not like that band? And you'd be like, I don't know. I like bands I can go see. It's the same. It's the same answer. No, I don't know. I just don't. It's yeah, the same right, answer yeah. he gives. No, I don't know. Yeah. So I just want to. I just want to. I, I listen to bands I want to go. I can go see. I'm like, okay. Like when I did my year end list, fair. it was like all bands that I pretty much were from here or I've seen. Like, I yeah. I don't need to seek out anything. I guess, but I don't know. See, whereas I'm on the other side. I don't necessarily need to see bands because short of setting themselves on fire, they're not going to do anything I haven't seen. <laughs> and there's only so many bands that are like, holy fuck, I'm really glad I saw that band because god damn that energy. You know, but most bands are just kind of... I've seen it. Yeah, yeah I... I I, had, I like... So... Um... No one says <laughs> anything anymore because they're afraid of upsetting people. You know, know, like I, I talk, I talk in between every song and annoys the fuck out. Do of the me. young bands in your scene do that though? Uh, no, they say stuff like "Yo, motherfuckers, ruin somebody's night." Right, <laughs> it's shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but like no, nobody's like speaking on world events. Nobody's speaking on controversial topics in hardcore. Like they're not saying anything. So I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Uh, there's a lot of bands in Oakland that do. Um, but again, it's a fire hose. It's like, okay, all right. That's, and it's fine. I mean, it's just, I like going to see bands, but at the same time, like something weird's going on with me where it's like, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to that show. I'm going to that show. And then it's the day of the show and I'm just watching Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and like, um, my friend's band played in Santa Rosa, which is only like 45 minutes from me. And they stayed with me that night. They're, they're a black metal band called uh, Cult Blood. And weeks before the show, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys can stay with me. It's cool because they were playing Santa Rosa. Then they're playing Sacramento the next day. And where I live in Napa, it's right in between. And then it was like time for me to go to the show. And I like had like a panic attack. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, my God. You know, I don't want to go to this show. I got, you know, and I got there and I'm fine. And they stayed at my house. And they were, they were you know, nice, respectful metal musicians and all that. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I have a hard time getting motivated. to, And I love going to see bands. Like, I love it. It's just like, you know, and I'd rather see a band for the, I'd rather hear a band for the first time at a show than, you know, yeah. listen to it on Spotify or whatever. Yeah. But going back to what we were talking about. So I realized, uh, you know, so I buy a lot of records. I have a big record collection. It's stupid. But uh, aside from the Denial of Life LP and the Intention LP that I bought, that I got earlier last year, like a year ago, um, I don't really buy new bands uh, because I think that how bands are best ingested is on the format of the day. Um, bands are not writing their their music for LPs or seven inches even they're they're writing them for streaming and that mm -hmm. is the format of the day streaming is the mm -hmm. format of the day for better or worse Spotify is the format of the day 
when I want to ingest a lot of thrash metal, I want to listen to it on cassette <laughs> because <laughs> late eighties, that was, that was the format of the day. You know, a lot of hardcore I want to listen to on seven inch, you know, cause that's like the, I which nobody makes anymore which because it's, it's cheaper it's because expensive. of cost, which fucking drives me crazy. I it, hate single sided 12 inches. I fucking yeah, hate you, them. You do a 12 inch EP or a single sided 12 inch because it costs less. Yeah. I fucking hate them. Yeah, Always hated um, them. And, uh, you know, well, it could be worse. It could be 10 inch picture discs. <laughs> uh, fair. <laughs> um, so, you know, and there's stuff that I have just on CD because like, I feel like that's the format of the time. You know what I mean? Um, and so now I've decided like, okay, if I like a band, I'm going to get a t-shirt. I'm going to get a, probably a long sleeve, you know, but I'm not going to probably not going to buy their record. I'm going to listen to it on Spotify um, because that's what it's written for. And I think a lot of records don't sound very good that are new, um, but on Spotify or on their band camp, they sound fine. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if we should use any of this because this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We've had a good No, I mean, but it, it does though because it's it's aging and hardcore. Mm-hmm. And and you know, all the different perspectives and what I was gonna add that like I part of the also part of the reason why I don't enjoy going to shows that much anymore is because now that my ankles and knees are giving out, I can't really sing along or dance and not that a 50 something should be in the pit anyway mm-hmm. but like i can't really do any of that anymore and the last time i was in the pit uh i almost got knocked out and as i'm falling backwards i'm like am i losing consciousness i was like yeah that day is done mm-hmm. and i don't not to say i don't know how to exist in a show without that interaction but it gets uncomfortable without that interaction for me well you know what it's it's also uh this leads back to talking about Slayer and Tom Araya. And one of the reasons why Slayer broke up is because he brought he his favorite thing to do when they played was the headbang. Mm-hmm. And because he had neck surgery and everything like that, because all those old guys that yeah. headbanged for 25 years, they all fucked up the discs in their neck. So they all had neck yeah. surgery. So that's why they don't headbang anymore. And, you know, he said that what he liked the most about performing was headbanging it wasn't even playing the song it wasn't mm-hmm. even singing the song it was the actual act of physically moving his head up and down and, yeah. his hair. <clears throat> and he didn't enjoy playing live as much anymore when he lost that ability so that makes mm. sense that yeah. makes sense to me you know um i love stage diving and i i mm-hmm. you know I, I didn't age out of that. I weighed out. <laughs> you know, I, I, my, my last stage dive was in 2000, October, 2010 in Seattle during undertow. And that's when, you know, I'd worked really hard on losing a lot of weight before my thyroid problems started before all that shit. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I was, I was back at, at, at you know, my fighting weight. I was able to do back it. Back at diveable weight. Yeah, and, and now that's that that ship has fucking sailed, and like that was the best thing about going to a show was singing along, and then you know picking that perfect time to dive. And yeah. uh, I mean, I still have a scar on my knee from or on my shin from uh, the Civ set at Tramps during the Hardcore for Hunger show when they mm-hmm. covered Positive Outlook. When you know at the time when there was no chance in hell that Youth of Today was ever going to play another show. 
And so Siv covering Positive Outlook was the closest you were going to get, right? And uh, there's a video of that show on YouTube, and I was watching. I was like, oh, going to see my dive, going to see my dive. I remember how perfect that dive was and how I hit my shin on the ankle or hit my shin and ankle on the monitor and fucked it up and, like, how purple my foot was after the show. And the camera turns. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. So <laughs> uh, only one yep. only one person videotaped that show and it fucking turned right before. I mean Yeah. Good it's not like though. today where like you get like six different angles. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean at least at least the footage of straight ahead from that show, I'm clearly on stage singing along. So that's you know, that's that's a glory moment. Yeah. Is there, there was, I remember there was a time, there was a show here, I don't know, probably when I first moved here, like 2015 or 2016 at Gilman. And uh, there was like three people standing next to it, next to him. Like one guy was in a straight ahead shirt. Next guy had a turning point shirt. And the other guy had a war zone shirt on. And I was talking to some kid, I think his name was Brandon. And I said to him, I said, you know, I'm probably the only person in this room that saw all three of those bands. He's yeah. like, if you saw Turning Point, I was like, it was the reunion, but it counts. Yeah, it counts. <laughs> it counts. It was terrible, but it counts. It wasn't the one where they just had a bunch of randos singing. Yeah. So. Randos. <laughs> I don't want to see Turning Point with like the guy from Thursday singing. Like, honestly, honestly, like I saw, I saw it, and if they had decided that, like. Hey, you know what? We're gonna do a tour, and Rob Fish is gonna sing. No one would be disappointed. Well, yeah. While Rob, Rob Fish... while Rob Fish's vocals aren't necessarily Turning Point esque, he was the most sincere. He he also has the mojo. He has the frontman mm -hmm. mojo. Yeah. You know, a guy like the singer of Thursday is not. It's not the frontman mojo that's sell, selling their fan base the songs. It's the songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Rob Fish could you know, could sell you the Judas factor or whatever. Just, you know, yeah, I mean, just, yeah. on, just on, just on, you know, not a great band, but he's in front of it or whatever, you know, you're like, okay. Right. Right. You know? Up until like three years ago, if, if Rob fish was singing, I would check it out. And, but yeah, I mean, but not anymore, but yes. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm late to the Warzone game. I didn't really care for them when I was younger. I had a Warzone shirt because I thought it was funny because it said cold as ice on the back of it. <laughs> you don't remember that? Oh, I don't know what shirt that is. It's a Victory Era shirt. It's like, it said like, like, uh, it said like hard as nails, cold as ice on the back of it. Or Jesus. I don't think I've ever seen that one, thankfully. Uh, Mark has pictures of me wearing it we, when we when Half Mass played Ithaca with Dead Guy. I'm wearing that shirt. Mm. Um but it's like it's like a victory shirt. It's not one you ever see. But it's like it's it's almost like a vanilla ice quote. I think like it's yeah. like ridiculous. And like I never. I, I mean, I like Warzone now, but it, you know. But I wouldn't want to see Warzone with just like dudes singing. You know what I mean? I saw that too. It was all right. Hard as stone, cold as ice. You know how we stand. That's the oh one. yeah. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jeez. the that's the one. I had that Warzone shirt in the nineties. I thought it was nice. so fun. <laughs> is there a show you're going to? Speaking of shows, is there anything coming up that you might you're planning going to? 
Uh, just that Death Side show I mentioned earlier down in LA. That's like uh, Larry. I wonder if that's said. hitting. Like, I wonder if that if they're doing like more U.S. dates or if that's it. No, last time they came out here, I had a work thing. I couldn't go. They just did L.A. and San Francisco and flew back. Yeah, because I saw them here, like, I want to say almost 10 years ago. Yeah, they did They did some, oh, man, I wish I was at any of those shows. I really wanted to go to the one here because, like, I liked that fest. Um, it was the Manic Relapse Fest. I went to two of the years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to go that to that one but i could not because i had a like andrew andrew zimmer or whatever that that like celebrity chef was like doing a thing at the yeah. college like that so like i had to be there mm -hmm. right um, but i don't work there anymore i have really good i have really good healthy work-life balance now <laughs> awesome good to hear good to hear um what's the last show you were at uh See, I went to Slapshot and Shoot Terror, but that was a couple months ago. Mm. I went and saw Sweat and Dangers back in December. What is Sweat and Dangers? You don't like Sweat? Sweat's oh, the band like... Sweat. Yeah, yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Oh, Sweat's... I thought the band's called Sweat and Dangers. No, no, no the band. <laughs> there's the band Dangers and the band Sweat. <laughs> they're so all my emo band same... Sweat and Dangers. They're all they're all in like the same family tree of bands. Yeah, like stemming from that Graf Orlock band. I don't know. You like Dangerous Man? Out of my, out of my wheelhouse. I know it's a little, it's a little Andy Zuba, but you know, I, I like Dangerous. <laughs> um, little Andy Zuba. I don't know what Andy Zuba's into these days. He's in, he's in Canada. He's, he's, he lives across the border. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like that that. Uh, Sweat and Danger show in November might have been the last thing I went. Oh no, I went and saw my friend's band, Occult Blood, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And then they stayed with me after while my kids were at their mom's. Okay, but that was that was like a black metal show. That wasn't a like they. It was cool. Like they <laughs> like fucking shrouds and makeup on. They're playing in a fucking taqueria that's like the size of my living room. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like they, they put so much smoke machine in the fucking taqueria you couldn't see, and then they came out and they have like fucking weapons, <laughs> like Amazing. fucking weapons, and their faces painted like these shrouds on. They're a good band though, actually. So it was it was that was cool. It's been a couple shows I wanted to go to, but I don't know. It's I I just don't want to drive. Traffic fucking sucks, and I don't want to deal with it. I get it. So. I get it. Yeah, because yeah, you live in like, well, how far is San Francisco from you? Uh, uh not too far. I mean, it's traffic can kill it though. It should be, it should be an hour. Yeah, but could be three. Oh, I see. <laughs> are you are you north or south of San Francisco? I'm north. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so like Gilman, I like going all the so Gilman does pre-sale tickets now, so like those shows sell out. Yeah, and yeah, I, I ever I never remember to buy tickets. Like I can get to Gilman and back in like 35, 40 minutes. Oh, it's north of San Francisco? Like, uh it's east, but east. I'm northeast. So okay. so if you shoot down 80 from where I am, you're going right to Berkeley, Oakland. And right after Berkeley, right literally right after the um the Gilman Street exit to get to Gilman is like university or whatever, that's where traffic starts. Uh, like every any day you're going down towards Oakland in the city. That's where you're going to hit traffic. 
So you can get to the Gilman exit and you can get the Gil, I can get to Gilman in, in, in like no time. Yeah. You know, I'm maybe 30 miles from there. If, if that. Yeah. Uh, but so like, I like going to shows there, but like all the bigger hardcore shows there, have selling out. So, okay. Um, mm. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to, if I don't buy a ticket, like there was a big benefit show for, or a, a big memorial show for a guy who died like last weekend or the weekend before. And like, I wanted to go to that, but I didn't get a ticket. And then there's like, you know, if you're not from the Bay, you're not getting in. So I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, I didn't know the guy. <laughs> I didn't know the guy and like, you know, I didn't get a ticket. So I'm not going to like go there and try to sweet talk my way in. So. Well, before you get off, like, let's talk about modern problems for a couple minutes. 